Hey listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where you will receive solid inspiration and prayer that will set you up for a solid weekend. And get this, an even better week. Listen, I get it. It's the weekend. It's Saturday. But I want to assure you that whether you're in bed or exercising or even running errands, if you tuned into this podcast, then there is a word for you. So let's go ahead and dive in. So today's episode is Pride Disguised. Pride Disguised. I'm a very independent woman, and like many, it isn't easy for me to ask for help. However, just about a month ago, I didn't have a choice. I had to ask for help because I became very sick. I was so sick that it was too difficult for me to do little things such as just sitting up for over 15 minutes and even talking. I would talk above a whisper, then I would get out of breath. So it was horrible, guys. But even in that condition, silly me, independent woman me, got up looking to begin my daily routine, which included taking my son to school, which is about 15 miles away from us, which is approximately a 24 minute drive one way. Now you talking about a woman that couldn't sit up past 15 minutes. And I'm giving myself grace saying 15 minutes. It was really like five minutes. I couldn't sit up past five minutes, but I took him to school and I intended on going to work after dropping him off. But immediately after dropping him off, I decided to call the doctor and was determined to get an appointment with my doctor the same day. And guess what, y'all? I did because I was feeling that bad. So I wasn't getting off the phone till I was going to see somebody doctor, prayerfully mine. I didn't get with my doctor, but I did see a doctor. And when she looked at me and she looked at my breathing, she considered all my symptoms. She gave me a diagnosis off those symptoms, a diagnosis that I'm going to tell y'all straight up, I did not agree with. But because I was feeling so miserable, I did whatever she asked because I was desperate for relief. So at this point, I knew that I wouldn't be able to continue my day as scheduled. I knew that although I was in the middle of a project at work, I wouldn't be able to finish it because at that moment, there was no way that I could work. And there was no way that I would be able to drive 15 miles, sit in the car line for an hour and drive another 15 miles back home. Although I made up in my mind that I would still do it. Crazy, y'all. Crazy. But as the time drew closer for me to pick up my son, I could barely keep my eyes open. I was literally in the middle of my bed. I could not move. I was in bad shape, y'all. It was horrible. And I'm a tough cookie. So for me to say that I was in bad shape, I was really in bad shape because I could normally push through anything, but there was no pushing through this, y'all. So I had to face the fact that I could not do it. And I know this has probably resonated with a lot of y'all because many times we don't want to face the truth on what we cannot do, because sometimes we can think that it kind of displays a weakness. But if you can't do it, you can't do it. So what happens when you can't do it? You have to call for help. So this little independent woman, a.k.a. prideful at times, mm -hmm, had to call for help. So I called my mother who was ready to help in whatever way she could. 
And it turns out that she had the time off to be flexible and available in whatever way that I needed her for that time. But in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be a few hours. I'm going to take this medication. I'm going to be fine and good to go tomorrow. That's what I was thinking. But she's a nurse, and I'm pretty sure that she knew that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but you know what? What I love most about this experience was that my mother, she loved and cared for me as her daughter, yet she also respected me as a woman and a mother the whole time. And instead of telling me that she was going to pick up my son, instead of saying, I'm just going to pick him up, she would always ask if I needed her to pick him up. Now, I know without a doubt that she already knew that I needed her to pick him up. However, she knew my temperament and she wanted to give me space to make my own decision. And my crazy prideful self, mm -hmm, who was laying in the bed under my covers, unable to move, trying to coach myself to get up, I would receive her text asking if I need her to pick up my son. And I would look at my phone knowing the truth. Yet I would still respond. I'll let you know by 1 p.m. What? Girl, seriously? Mm. Listen and listen to me closely. And I want you to hear this. Be careful not to disguise pride as strength. Be careful not to disguise pride as strength. I think for a lot of women, we have learned to be strong and we are some strong women. And I pat myself on the back for being a strong woman. But at some point, even the strong needs help. Even the strong needs help. And it doesn't say that you're weak. It has nothing to do with who you are or how you operate. It has everything to do with you understanding why the Lord has allowed different people to come into your life. They are in your life for a purpose, too. You don't always have to serve them. There are points and periods in time where you have to be served. You know, God operates on the law of sowing and reaping. And I believe a lot of times we don't receive or reap the things that we sown because we block it ourselves. We don't allow other people to sow into our lives. So we miss our reaping period because of pride. Ooh, that was so good. We miss our reaping period because of pride. Pride stops you from receiving God's best in so many different ways, even simple ways like this. So if you've sown into other people's life, then allow them to sow back into you. There is nothing wrong with that. Don't let pride stop you from receiving God's best. So I told her, I said, I'll let you know at 1 p.m. And that was the most prideful answer that I could ever give her. And because it was prideful, it was foolish. And I'm just laid out there. It's foolish. All through the book of Proverbs, it talks about pride and relates it with foolishness. A wise person accepts help, but prideful people, they, for some reason, think that they can do it all their own. But pride, what? Leads to destruction. So you end up killing yourself just to show other people how strong you are. That is crazy. Crazy. Why let pride make you deny the blessing that God is sending you? You will miss your blessing because you fail to submit to the help that God sent your way. Let me tell y'all something about strength. Y'all ready for this? I don't know if you are, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Strength is knowing that you need help, okay? 
Strength is knowing that you need help. Strength is being vulnerable enough to accept the help. Oh my gosh. Strength is being vulnerable enough to accept the help. And we don't like to talk about vulnerability. I don't know why in our minds we think that being vulnerable means that we are weak. You are not weak. You are weak when you're not vulnerable. That makes you weak because it drains so much from you if you're not connecting with anybody on that level that can fill you back up or restore the virtue that you have poured out into hundreds of people. I don't know, y'all. I I just got a different perspective since this whole experience. We got to accept the help that God has given us. Vulnerability is not a bad thing. Vulnerability is strength. Now, you, you need to be vulnerable with the right people, okay? Don't be foolish and just go to anybody because people will take advantage of your vulnerability. And I know that's the reason why many of us are not vulnerable because your vulnerability has been placed in the wrong hands. But what you need to do is you need to walk out of victim mentality because the victim mentality will tell you that you cannot trust anybody because this happened to you and you won't get delivered from it. Therefore, you won't experience true relationships relationships that are sent by God. So yes, that person may have taken advantage of your vulnerability or while you were in your vulnerable state, but you need to take responsibility and say, okay, I missed that one. I should have never shared XYZ with this person. I should have never did this because every relationship has different levels and it's up to you. It's up to us to determine what level that relationship is. Some people you can be vulnerable with. Some people you got to draw the line. You got to make a boundary that you cannot cross over and you cannot let your desperation cause you to cross over the line of safety because that was meant to protect you. And God will give you wisdom on how to do those things so that the other person isn't hurt and both of you guys are benefiting from the relationship. So how do you become delivered from a victim mentality? You got to take responsibility of what you did, how this happened, because it happened to you, but there's still a level of responsibility that you have to acknowledge as well. You got to first forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself from saying, hey, I missed the mark. Acknowledge it. Forgive yourself and move on. Don't miss out on God's best because you are trying to safeguard yourself from what God has released in your life. You, you got to be careful with that as well, because if you're not healed from your past relationships and how they affected you, your safeguards may be pride because it's motivated by fear and not by love. Oh, my gosh. Safeguards are placed in our lives because of love, not by fear. And the Bible says that perfect love drives out all fear. Right. So. When you operate from a place of love, of course, we all are going to put safeguards in our life, but it's not going to be from a place of fear because fear will hinder you. Fear will stop you from receiving God's best. It's from a place of love. It's from a place of love. So let's remember that. Forgive yourself. Move from that victim mentality so that you can get God's best. Many people know that they need help but their pride keeps them from accepting the help. Listen, men and women of God, and listen good. There is nothing cute about drowning. Nothing. Nothing cute about drowning. 
I believe that some of you may have stepped out on faith, yet because things didn't go as planned, you submitted to the drowning rather than submitting to the help that God provided. I'm reminded of Peter when he saw Jesus walking on water. Y'all remember that story, right? Mm -hmm. When he saw Jesus walking on water, he was quickened to step out on faith while it was storming. We forget that it was a storm when Peter made this faith move. Many of you have stepped out on faith, but because you were so motivated in the moment, you didn't even realize what type of surrounding you were stepping out in. You didn't realize that it was storming in your life. The storm wasn't even a factor because your eyes were on Jesus, just like Peter. The storm wasn't even a factor because his eyes were on Jesus. It's amazing, y'all. Let's just take a pause right there. It's amazing that when our focus is in the right place as men and women of God, meaning that it's focused on Jesus, that we're not even concerned about what's going on around us. All hell could be breaking loose. And we'd be like, man, I'm about to step out on this thing because your focus is on Jesus. Peter looked down to see what he was doing. He lost focus and he began to drown. The moment you take your eyes off of Jesus and look down to see what you're doing, that's when you begin to drown, when your focus becomes on you. And many of you may not want to admit this, but a lot of you are drowning because your focus is on you and not on Jesus. It's not in the right place. He is the one that is causing this miracle to happen. You stepped out, but the miracle resides in Jesus. So your focus has to stay on Jesus. But the moment that you look down on what you're doing, that's when you're going to fail. The moment that Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and focused on what he was doing, he looked down, he began to drown. We know the story. But check this out. What did Peter do when he knew he was drowning? Because, y'all, come on. Why are we faking the funk? We know when we are drowning. We know this. So why do we fake it? That is so crazy. It's like what the Bible says, it's foolish. Peter asked for help when he knew he was drowning. There was no way that he was going to get out of that predicament without the help of somebody else. In this case, Jesus. And guess what? Help was there to pull him up and bring him to safety. Listen, we all fall. And I think a lot of times that's the reason for us not wanting to ask for help because there's shame there that is connected to pride where you don't want to admit, yes, I was doing good, but I fell. In order for you to ask for help, sometimes you have to explain what happened. And that requires what? You being vulnerable. You being vulnerable. So a lot of times that will stop you from asking for help because you don't want nobody to know that you fell. You don't want nobody to know that you fell, that you were doing good. Oh my gosh, so many of y'all gonna be delivered from this. You were doing good. Then all of a sudden, when you got focused on you, you fell. You don't want nobody to know that. So you would rather drown than to be saved. Do me a favor, y'all. 
God loves you too much for you to drown in your mess. I love you too much to see you drown in your mess. Ask for help. Don't get discouraged by the fall. Don't doubt your faith walk. It was real. You fell, but it was real. If you begin to drown during your faith walk, then ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that. God always sends help when we need it. You will never be placed in a situation where God didn't create an answer. The Bible says that with every temptation, there's a way of escape. And although that's talking about temptation, I just believe as well is that with every situation that he creates us, he also has a solution for that situation. He has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope of future and expected end. So solutions to our situations have to be planned out in order for us to prosper, in order for us to walk in the promises of God, in order for us to walk in God's goodness. God always sends help when we need it. All it takes is for you to say, I need help. And wisdom will lead you to that help. Wisdom will tell you the person that you need to reach out to. Wisdom will give you that person in your mind that you can call and you can text, not the person you want to call, the person that you need to call. And you need to be able to determine the difference of who you want to call from who you need to call. Because sometimes we can think about people we can always call and it's easy for us to share certain things with, but they may not be the solution. Don't let your dream die because of pride. Don't cancel your goals because of shame. Don't give up on your vision because of weariness. In these times, God has already provided the help. He's provided his church. He's provided the body of Christ to strengthen you, y'all. There's a scripture that says that the strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. We are all placed here for help. For help. There was a scripture that I was reading today and it literally knocked me in my stomach. And I'm going to share this with you guys on a later uh, episode because we're running out of time here. But I'm going to just put it in your ear right now. And I pray that God will illuminate this scripture so that you would shift your way of thinking of how you operate and realize the community around you. Scripture is Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1. One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound wisdom. That's deep, y'all, because we are living in a time where isolation is popular. And I'm not just talking about COVID-19, but it began before then because people become isolated when they are hurt. But when you are isolated, the only thing that you are satisfying is not the will of God but it's your selfish desires. God does not desire that we operate in isolation, but we have to be connected to one another. And there are many people that don't like connecting with the ministry, don't like going to church. I know there are people out there and they say that they rather foster and nurture their own relationship with Christ alone. Okay, all right, I hear you. But a lot of times that is spoken from hurt and pain because what happens in the time that you need help? What happens in that moment where you are drowning? What happens in that moment when you need some extra strength? What happens in the moment when you need accountability so that you don't lose any ground that you covered so that you can break the cycles? What happens, y'all? 
And we even have people in the church that don't connect with anybody. We need each other. Community is necessary for progression. I'm going to say that again. Community is necessary for progression. If you're looking to move forward in life and make real progression, because we talk about and we receive words where God is going to expedite the process, God is going to expedite the process, but guess who is included in that process? Other people. A family of believers is necessary for your spiritual growth. We don't want to see you tap out. I don't want to see you tap out. I want to see you win. So kill the pride, y'all, and get connected. Ask for help. It is necessary because we all need each other. We all need each other. I can feel that somebody really needed to hear this today. And if that's you, then I want you to just find yourself in a place where it's just you and God. Because we're going to go through a prayer where we're going to repent. And I'm also going to pray for your strength as well and your connections. So, Father, we thank you for this time. You're such a faithful God. You know about the problems even before they surface or even before they are shared with other people. So, Father, I thank you now for the revelation that was given during this time, Father. And right now, I lift up my brothers and sisters, and I pray, God, that you would touch them, God, that you would touch them with your virtue, God, and that you would heal them from the inside out, God. Whatever pain they're experiencing, Father, I pray that you would heal them, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch them, God, send your healing virtue upon them, Father. I pray that you would even deal with the trust issues, Father. I pray, God, that you would deliver them, God, from those issues where they will be able to trust again and connect with their brothers and sisters. I pray that you would send them the right people to connect with, Father, people that will strengthen them, people that will uplift them, people that are trustworthy, God. So I pray right now, God, that you would remove all fear from these men and women of God that are afraid of connecting with other people based on their past experiences. I pray, God, that you would erase those experiences from their mind and also from their heart, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would remove all shame from them in Jesus' name, God, that would cause them to operate in pride and not reach out to the people that you have placed in their life, the blessings that you have placed in their life. In the name of Jesus, set them free from the bondage that is keeping them from, from progressing forward in you, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray, God, the blood of Jesus over them, that you would silence the voice of the enemy even now. And I pray, God, that you would speak to them clearly, God, that you would remove all distractions, all clutter, God, scales from their eyes so that they can see and hear you clearly, Father. I pray that your presence will come upon them so heavy, God, that they cannot deny you being in the room with them. So in this moment, Father, I pray that you would create in them a clean heart and renew a right spirit on the inside of them wash them god remove all evil from their heart father in jesus name god and purify their hearts god purify their minds god and i pray god from this day forward that they will move out god and step out into new relationships father renew them now god breathe afresh on them now father in the name of jesus lord set your men and women of god free in Jesus' name, destroy the bondage of pride that's on their life, God, and set them free, God. I pray, God, that even as Colossians 3 tells us, that they would put on humility, Father, in Jesus' name. 
and that you will remove the fear for you have not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So Father, be magnified, be glorified, God, and be lifted up. May your power rest heavily upon everyone that is listening to this podcast. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your healing virtue. We thank you for healing now, falling afresh upon them. In the name of Jesus, have your way, God. Have your way, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, it is so. Come on and say that. It is so. It is so. God has set you free. And it's going to take you to step out on faith to get some new relationships or even just ask for help. It's a really big faith walk, especially if you're used to doing things on your own or for yourself. But don't stay in that pattern. We broke it today. The cycle is broken. The cycle is broken. You were not meant to be an island. Trust me. You were not meant to be an island. We need you and you need us. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining. I pray that you had gotten some inspiration and prayer from this episode. And because I know you did, then I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See y'all next time. Thank you.